0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. I was just like Juniper when I was a kid. Actually, I think I still am. But as I got older, I noticed that there were fewer and fewer Mrs. Novaks in my life. Where wonder was once encouraged, it became discouraged. I remember one of my earliest memories of this shift. I was in Ms. Frey's math class at Mount Assisi Academy High School. I never liked math class, but I was a good student and I tried hard even when I didn't like what I was doing, mostly because I was afraid of getting in trouble. Ms. Frey was teaching us algebraic word problems. The train was going at some pace, and needed to travel some other distance, with the information she gave us, we were supposed to figure out when the train would arrive. I took out my pencil and my paper and started in good faith, but then something took over me. A creative energy washed around me and I lost track of time and space. I scribbled away. Now, in hindsight, Ms. Frey must have been excited to see me so deeply engaged. Maybe she thought I finally was excited about math. Ms. Frey called on me. Allie, what answer did you get? She asked. I was annoyed that someone was snapping me out of my thoughts. I looked up and then my heart froze. And then I looked down at my paper and my heart sank. Oh no. I don't know, Miss Frey. I'm sorry," I said quietly. "Come up here, Allie," Miss Frey said with clear disappointment. "And bring up your paper." I brought up my paper, and Miss Frey looked at the elaborate drawing. "What is this, Allie?" she asked, sounding suddenly exhausted. "Well, I really did try to figure out the problem," I said. But then I started wondering who was on the train and where they were going and why and who they would meet on the way. So I started to craft a story. Ms. Frey just shook her head. Allie, you really need to be an adult and start paying attention, she said. Miss Frey is one of many adults who has seen my wondering and my wandering as a distraction from what I should be doing get your head out of the clouds, stop chasing butterflies, come back to reality. These are phrases that I've been hearing as I've grown up. As a culture, we value what can be identified and measured. Success cannot just be felt, it must be produced tangibly. But we are finding that what misses Novak from our story what she knew to be true, that we need time to wonder. We are now proving this. We are finding that allowing ourselves to be inspired is incredibly important. Scott Barry Kaufman is the scientific director of the Imagination Institute in the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania, which just sounds amazing. Um, In his Harvard Business Review article, Why Inspiration Matters, Kaufman tells us this, inspiration awakens us to new possibilities by allowing us to transcend our ordinary experiences and limitations. Inspiration propels a person from apathy to possibility and transforms the way that we see our own capabilities. In his research, Kaufman found that inspired people were more open-minded, they were more motivated, and they had higher self-esteem and higher self-belief. Anna Mikulak is the Associate Director of News and Information at the Association for Psychological Science. In her article, All About Awe, She describes an experiment conducted with undergraduate students. Some were brought to the site of a large eucalyptus tree, others to a building. The students looking at the massive trees reported feeling awe. An experimenter later passed by the students tripping and dropping everything he was carrying. The students didn't know that they were being observed on how they responded the team found that those who had been awe-inspired by the beautiful tree, they helped the experimenter at a much greater number than the students who had looked at the building. Later studies similarly found that those who had been awe-inspired reported feeling more patient and more willing to volunteer for charity. As a hospital chaplain, I'm often the only one on the team who is lost when medical updates are given. I'm usually silent when it comes to medical advice. But today, maybe even because of what I see as a hospital chaplain, I'm urging a prescription of making time to bask in wonder. Seek it out, make it a priority, and envelop yourselves in it. But how do we do this? Some of us have never had a Mrs. Novak. Even as children, we might not have had someone encouraging us to bask in wonder. And if we did have those people, it's likely that they disappeared as we grew up. Many of us have been urged to get our head out of the clouds. But there are so many ways to dive into wonder. I'm going to talk about just a few. We can discover wonder by being present through our senses. What we see can fill us with wonder. Many of us have heard and sung America the Beautiful, but we might not know the story of how the song came to be. Catherine Lee Bates was an English professor when she hiked to the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado. Bates was riding in a wagon, and when they got near the top, she had to leave the wagon and continue on a mule. It was 1893. I was very tired, she said, but then when I saw the view, I felt great joy. All the wonder of America seemed displayed there. Inspired by this beauty, by what she saw, the words to Bates' famous poem, America the Beautiful, came to her. It was set to music in 1910. When was the last time something you saw captivated you and filled you with wonder? Can you imagine it now? Where are you? What colors surround you, and how do you feel? We can find wonder through what we see. And thanks to our technology, we can see so much without leaving our homes. A patient that I'll call Ted loved going to national parks. But when I met Ted, he was confined to a hospital bed and hooked up to many machines. Ted needed to make decisions about his care and his wishes. I just can't think here. My mind is fried, Ted said, with growing frustration. I remembered how Ted talked about national parks. You just go there and problems feel small. It's hard to think about the bad, when you are surrounded by beauty. Your mind soars, Ted told me. So I thought about this and then I came back, but I brought my computer and we logged on to the Google Arts and Culture exhibit. The hidden worlds of the national parks, which is amazing if you haven't gotten a chance to look at it. This website lets you take 360 degree tours of some of the most beautiful national parks I showed Ted how to navigate the site, and then I left him to explore. I came back an hour later to retrieve my computer. Allie, Ted said, with a huge smile. I got to see the volcanoes in Hawaii. It was amazing. It's like my mind reset. I feel alive again. This time virtually visiting the volcanoes and seeing their beauty, gave Ted time to bask in wonder from his hospital room. And this helped him connect with his thoughts and wishes in a way that he hadn't been able to before. What we smell can fill us with wonder. Are there smells that capture your mind and transport you to a memory or an idea Or are there smells that kindle and nourish your imagination? How might you spark wonder through smell? What we hear can fill us with wonder. Intensive care units are not usually quiet places. They are often full of talking across computers and stations, the beeping of machines, the loud movements of machines being wheeled in, and sometimes crying and yelling. But when a patient I'll call Demi was on the intensive care unit, the sound of pink song glitter in the air joined the chorus of intensive care unit sounds each morning. I just love this song. Demi told me, why, I asked. I don't know. It just seems to speak to my soul. I'm more alive when I hear it. And that I can't explain why, that's part of the magic. Are there sounds or songs that fill you with wonder? Have you ever heard a song that feels familiar before you remember hearing it? or a song that feels true at your core. Our senses can bring us to find wonder in the present, but we can also find wonder by going beyond our present and entering into a world of imagination, a world that defies what we can know for sure. Mark Twain writes, You can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. Juniper, in the story we heard earlier, Juniper finds wonder in the world that she creates, and it then has a profound impact on her reality. Do you remember being captivated by your imagination? What did you create What did you see? Where did you go? How did you feel while you were imagining? When was the last time you let yourself rest in imagination? We lit our chalice with words from Anne of Green Gables, Anne has no problem finding time to wonder and to wander. I invite you to listen to another burst of Anne's wisdom from this classic. It was November, the month of crimson sunsets, parting birds, deep sad hymns of the sea, passionate wind songs in the pines. Anne roamed through the Pineland alleys in the park and as she said, let that great sweeping wind blow the fogs out of her soul. There's so much suffering in the world that surrounds us, and we all carry our own deep pain within us. There's a lot of fog. The world tells us to be productive and to focus on doing. I suggest that we focus more on being and that we do this by resting in wonder. By allowing ourselves to wonder, we, like Anne, can allow wind to enter into our souls and clear out the fog. I invite you to go forth ready to find wonder I invite you to go forth believing in the value of wonder. And most importantly, I invite you to go forth believing that you deserve wonder. Seek it in seeing, in smelling, in hearing, in imagining. Blessed be. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.